can we like flat in the similar manner in which you can like isolate a hiss and then remove the hiss? Yes. Can we isolate one of my ums and automatically remove all my ums? Technically, yes. There is actually a function for that, but I haven't played around with it just because the sound of an um also exists within other words. So I don't know. It's not, It'd cut it's out not, rum. Like, that, yeah. <laughs> We're going drink rum. That's a real hut dinger. <laughs> Uh, my favorite British band is wet. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. Speaking of annoying guys, you're listening to Boo Ha Ha, which is a mostly sometimes semi-monthly weekly podcast that happens occasionally that's maybe about ghosts if you're lucky, but more likely it's about tangents. Every week, I gather my nearest and dearest to a campfire that I build in my living room and regale them with spooky tales of wraiths, rat kings, and totoros. (laughs) Okay, wraiths? Great Charlie Sheen film. Yep. Totoro. Great Miyazaki film. This is a podcast about film. <laughs> this week, I am joined by the hilarious Michael Garcia. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Sup? <laughs> Yo. Um, I've called you here. For what I'm going to describe as an emergency session of boo-ha-ha. Because last week I was at a Goodwill and I found two books. Do tell. Now, as our listener is aware, mostly we read from Sasha's series of spooky books. Spooky Texas, spooky Oregon, and the like. This week, however, we will be reading from... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're struggling with this. I didn't realize that this author's name is equally goofy. Janice Oberding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what's Janice bringing us? We will be reading from Janice Oberding's books. Haunted Lake Tahoe and Haunted Reno. Ooh, well, I heard a man was shot there. <laughs> it's the biggest little chest wound in the world (laughs) (laughs) i am excited for the spooky book extended universe where we get to see janice oberding and shishi slashers finally fight at the end Uh. (laughs) (laughs) listener it's very early (laughs) it's very early on a noon saturday morning (laughs) We have had a scattered morning, and now we're breaking format, and we're reading out of Oberding Blurbings. So who's Oberding fighting? <laughs> yeah, she slashed him. Right. Okay. She wrote the spooky spooky books. Oh, so yeah. it was all a series just by one writer oh, previously. Yeah. yeah, Shishi Schlosser is really the R.L. Stein of... Oh, you forget. See, I, I've, I've gone askew on this theme before because we did uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. True. You are, and there was, you also were on the episode where we just talked about a movie. So you're kind of like the boo-ha-ha wild card. Wild card. Wild card. Well, speaking of wild cards and cards in general, I think we start in Reno. 
starting in Reno, uh, to catch the listeners up, if they've forgotten in the last four episodes since you were here, uh, ghost believer, no ghost believer? Oh, yeah. Um, as a youth, I was a true believer, and uh, as I got older and um, leaned further and further into my Virgoism, I don't believe anything anymore, and I am very, very atheist. Because <laughs> I, I hate the accuracy of it all. Yeah, no, so non-believer, don't believe in ghosts, don't believe in aliens. Uh, well, sure, they probably exist somewhere. They're not visiting us. I, I'm very much a science-minded, evidence-bound person. However, show me some evidence that says something different. I'd love to believe something. This is why we call you Empirical Mike. <laughs> is that what we call me? Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's better than Mike Doom. <laughs> Well, speaking of doom, we should probably uh, get into Jim's opening book, Haunter Reno. Yeah, so I guess we should mention I have lived in Reno and Lake Tahoe. Oh, that's right. We have... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Every well, fucking Well, welcome ball. to my podcast, Avalon. Oh, God. This is how it happens. It's just... It's like that movie, The One I Love. We're just going to gradually change places, and then I'll be trapped in a cabin. Now, more like possession, because we're both going to end up being squid monsters. What do you mean, end up? <laughs> have you seen my ink sack? Sadly, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Look upon my swim bladder. <laughs> yeah, so uh, spent roughly 20 to 25 years living between Lake Tahoe and Reno, bouncing between the two. Probably spent more time in... Uh, Tahoe. However, the last couple of years before I lived in Portland, I had spent in Reno. So that's a long, very complicated way of saying, yeah, I lived in both places. Ping pong. Northern California, Nevada ping pong. It, it's true. I mean, if you're in Tahoe, you're making that ping pong in a 10 minute drive because the, uh, the lake is actually bifurcated by the uh, state line. You have to be a really confident driver if you're going to ping pong on a 10 minute drive. Masturbation, I guess. Yeah, see, I was picturing golf. <laughs> we were going different directions with that. <laughs> Just swinging them out the window. Yeah, that's the age difference between us. <laughs> Four. Well, I say that for both events. People need to watch out for flying balls. <laughs> I'm picturing one of those, like the the paddle with the ball on the elastic. Oh no! <laughs> you're just oh. you're just in a car, just balls swinging the window and then back out. What the fuck? All right, so then. We have two options here from two of your hometowns-ish. Haunted Reno seems like a good place to start. I'm going to let you sure pick 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 one out of that who's its. And uh, also, just to, to tie the two together, it's only about a 40-minute drive between Tahoe and Reno, so they're kind of the same region. Yeah. So I'm going to page through here and take a look at what we got. Ooh, subjects, crime and punishment. Mm-hmm. Gaming Ghosts and Legends. Unsolved. Ooh. Marriage, Divorce, and Legends. <sighs> the story of my did, life. Wait, did two of these chapter headers have the word legends in them? Yep. Gaming Ghosts and Legends. Marriage, Divorce, and Legends. <laughs> All right. We're setting the bar real low for Jamma's Omerdang's book. 
And then we got location, location, location. And the fun thing about that is I'm aware of some of these locations, so that could be fun. You are aware of some of these locations, locations, locations? At least two of the three. 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 Bruca Theater. I have a good friend who uh, actually was recently in a play there. Oh. Reindeer Lodge, which is this crazy old biker bar on top of Mount Rose. And I always wanted to go there, but was a little scared of doing it because it looks like Bodies are buried in back. It, so I'm picturing the kind of place where if you're drinking there every second or third night, like a naked Austrian bodybuilder walks up and says, give me your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like it, it's more in line because it's up on top of this uh, mountain called Mount Rose, which is between Lake Tahoe and Reno. And it was probably at about 8,000 foot elevation, maybe 7,000, mm-hmm. really big and up there. And and for a long time, they didn't plow the roads uh, every year necessarily if there was too much snow. So to me, I picture like an Austrian coming in looking for the medallion. <laughs> Just a guy walking up and doing the Nazi salute to Karen Allen. Good evening, Fräulein. <laughs> and losing uh, in a drinking battle. The bar's closed. Weirdly, the band The Tubes would play there every Christmas, and I always wanted to go hear them sing uh, She's a Beauty, One in a Million. So it's a biker bar. How are they getting up the mountain? Uh, during the summer, probably. Okay. And then just they winter up there like owls. <laughs> they used to have the sign uh, out front that just said, room, $80 a week. And I was like, man, that's a cheap room. Do you have to help you know, hide the bodies? Yeah. Do you have to do dishes? Or that's, that's the kind of deal you only get at that biker bar and then wherever Ewan McGregor was staying in Dr. Sleep. That's right. That was, a, am sure, a much nicer room. That was a beautiful haunted loft. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, listener, go watch Dr. Sleep. That's right. This is a movie podcast. It's, yes, Dr. Sleep was a shit ton of fun. It's surprisingly fun and good. Yeah, it's it, goofy as fuck. It felt like watching a movie from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was almost a superhero film, really. Yes. So back to location, location, location. Location, location, location. Um, Mapes Hotel Sight Ghost. Mapes Hotel, a very famous hotel that uh, got converted into condos at like three, well, seven, eight years ago. Very sad. We talked about the Reindeer Lodge, putting a pin in that. Sure. That's scary. People definitely died there. It's Reno. You could say that about literally anywhere. Working my way down. Donner Party Ghosts of Rattlesnake Mountain. (laughs) Wait. Does that have something to do with Rattlesnake Dick? No, Rattlesnake Dick is from Auburn, California. Oh, I see. That, that's All a right. different ghost story. <laughs> a different hometown. I have so many hometowns. Uh, Third Street Bar. I did stand-up comedy there. Hey! Yeah. We'll have to talk about that place and, and racism. Um, <laughs> Again, redundant. It's Reno. Yeah. Okay, let's leave that out. Bowers Mansion. Not sure I've been there. Let's go with one I've been. Let's start with Reindeer Lodge. Reindeer Lodge. Shall I read to you or will you read to I, me? I think it, we, we, we're already bucking so many trends. I don't want to go that far. I'll start out lest we die. 84. Reindeer Lodge. Reindeer Lodge. Again, this is from Jambus Oberdanger's book, Haunted Reno. Hit me. Nothing lasts forever. The Reindeer Lodge, a place near and dear to Reno. What do you call people from Reno? White trash? Because 
Jambus Oberdingers suggests that it's, I guess it's Renoites. Yeah, that's right. But it's spelled R-E-N-O-I-T-E-S. Yes. Which looks like Renoites, which seems like a peculiar skin disease. I, <laughs> I, I prefer Renoans. <laughs> Isn't that that island where everybody disappeared? Oh, uh, no, that was Roanoke. Yeah, I vaguely think I remember hearing stuff of of this sort. Yeah, yeah, they disappeared and gone native or something. Or maybe the you know the the body of water released a bunch of gas and killed everybody. That's yeah. always fun. Giant giant bubble of gas that comes up beneath a ship and the ship just falls. Yeah, that that classic Bermuda Triangle action right there. Yeah, that's what I am really concerned about happening to the boat that we're on. But Laurelhurst Park <laughs> Lake is only three feet deep. We'll be fine. It'd be like going over a speed bump in a boat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, Reno Whites. Yes. Renoans. The Reindeer Lodge, a place near and dear to Renoatos, Renoites, Renoans, is closed. That's true. End of story. It's <laughs> <laughs> been shut down for a while. But it still has that sign for the room rental out front. <laughs> Come on in. The Reindeer Lodge. Does the name evoke thoughts of colorful hand-knit sweaters, designer boots, and apres ski cocktails by a roaring fire in some she-she rough-hewn lodge? Oh, I'm on board. This is great. Janice Obernewers is having some real fun here. This was not that place. But Reindeer Lodge had its own charm albeit different than that of other businesses along the Mount Rose Highway. The rustic lodge had been here on the road to Tahoe for over 50 years. There was an eclectic outdoor collection that some may call an eyesore. I call it dead bodies. Well, of old tractors, fire trucks, and farming implements. <laughs> it's a junkyard. Yeah, but it's, it's a vintage junkyard. Ah. <laughs> Locally sourced. Just the effort of getting a tractor up on top of a mountain. I, I think it was mostly gear that came from uh, either logging operations or the ski hills. Because okay. Mount Rose has a, a very old classic uh, ski um, run there. Okay, fair, fair. You name it, you might just find it at the Reindeer Lodge. Cocaine? <laughs> Methamphetamine? A lot, of, a lot of snow. Oh. You would also find ski mobile rentals in the winter and horseback rides in the summer. That is 100% a euphemism. But some who have stayed here have told tales of an unearthly shriek that echoes through the pines. <laughs> Although they'd hear the shriek and the sound of ghostly footsteps, no one was sure just who or what it was. Perhaps the sound was merely an owl, or a bear, or Bigfoot. Wait a second. There are no Bigfoot sightings around there at all. What the fuck is she doing? That's not P&W. Mm. Also, Sorry. way to bury the lead. Well, I mean, it could have been an owl or a bear or Bigfoot. Or a meth addict looking <laughs> for a rock. <laughs> I dropped my rock into the snow! I took a toaster apart. I, I guess up there it'd be like, I disassembled an entire fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> Engines just in parts on their coffee table. <laughs> Right, so it's a bear, a squirrel. Or, there's a yeah. there's some squatch action. Um, Bigfoot's tubing. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so could have been a Bigfoot. Yeah. Eh, w- Owl wait. or bear. R- wait, are we done? No, there is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. That's where it ends. <laughs> Heard a scream. Um, Might have just been Jim stubbing his toe in the kitchen. <laughs> Beside the shriek and the ghostly footsteps, the spirit seemed to take delight in pranks, like toppling bottles and playing with the water faucet. <laughs> Who doesn't love the classic prank of playing with the water faucet? (laughs) I'm still leaning towards the homeless right here. Somebody just needed to fucking clean up a little, sip what was left at the bottom of a bottle. It's not even like, oh, I came in and all of the water faucets were on. It's no, just there's evidence that somebody has played with the faucet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) did they just turn it to hot? Maybe they did the dishes. That's not a prank. That's that's a service. Get serviced at the Reindeer Lodge. (laughs) Outside of Reno. You want to fuck an old tractor? Or a reindeer. It was a different era back then. Insert jingle bells here is what the reindeer says to you. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a shriek. There's ghostly footsteps. Somebody's playing with the faucet. No one was ever certain who the ghost was in life though there are plenty of rumors. One story is that he was killed in a fight over a prostitute. at Reindeer prostitute? Yes. Two men had their jingle bells out, (laughs) and they were saddling up Dancer. Another tale is that he was a former tenant who died there in the early 70s and isn't about to let death evict him from his happy home. $50 deposit. He wants it back. (laughs) Give me my money. Uh, I wouldn't call the Reindeer Lodge a happy home. I wouldn't call it a home. It's a fucking lodge. (laughs) But be it Bigfoot or a ghost, either way, there was something up at the Reindeer Lodge. Well, fuck. End of story. (laughs) Oh, man, it started so good. What happened, Humdinger? Oh, yeah, Jimpy Jambolo readings. uh, It really dropped that ball. Yeah, there was nothing there. Um, I'm gonna call yeah. that a mulligan. Yeah, we'll, that was. I don't know if there's something really there. We'll we'll give you, we'll give you an. Uh, we'll Sorry. we'll rate it. It's fine. You did your best. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Okay. <laughs> um, I am gonna give that. I'm gonna give that like one out of five reindeer glory holes. Yeah, that gets one flying ball from me. <laughs> Oh my eye! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it's really too bad because I I do have a lot of love for the location. Just having driven by, I've parked in its uh, parking lot a couple of times just to wander around these old prehistoric looking structures. I mean, uh, so much of that equipment is just rusted out and skeletal looking. It's spooky, like that, uh, like that weird roadhouse restaurant on the way out to the coast like a non-tourist version of that imagine that place run by bikers trouble yeah yeah you 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 really need to have your uh, patrick swayze uh, coolers for a place like that you gotta be on guard this is the kind of place where somebody might put you baby in a corner (laughs) (laughs) well yeah that's okay so you win some, you lose some. And in Reno, you lose a lot. 
this is that's it's on the sign right under like the big little capital of the five old little biggest little city oh yeah oh it's right on the cover the biggest little city at one time it was bigger than vegas you know little city isn't a thing that people say i just go with like the biggest small town in the world sure but then you're thinking town you're not thinking international airport i'm sorry i you could just show me a picture of Reno's International Airport, and I would still not be thinking of an international <laughs> airport. <laughs> it's um, probably the third best American airport with uh, with gambling machines. <laughs> that, with that caveat, sure. Um, Behind Portland. <laughs> shout out to PDX, uh, winner of, what is it, best airport in America 10 years in a row. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it. They, they got a Hollywood theater. Yeah, they might be going on 11 now, actually. It's a good goddamn airport. Oh, Ooh. California Avenue Mansion. I used to live off of California Avenue. <laughs> We're reading that. Spooky. How, wait, okay. How long is it? Oh, good question. You should be here. Oh, Wells Avenue House. I used to live off of Wells Avenue, too. <laughs> How long is <laughs> uh, page? <laughs> Does it look like a good page? Well, the Wells Avenue one has an actual ghost that's described, so that's good. Yeah, I think. Oh, wait. The Levy Mansion Haunted Bookstore. Just got to make sure I know which mansions we're talking about. Reno Levy Mansion. The Lake Tahoe one. What did Jacques Cousteau see? Well, we've talked about that. We have, and extensively. Oh no, Sonny Bono isn't listed in here as a lake, a legend of the lake. Oh, is that because he fucking died? died there, yes, him? it is. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Sonny Bono a jackass for dying while skiing? Well, first of all, wear a fucking helmet, dummy. Fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah. People or who don't, don't ski in places where there are trees. And that fucking mustache. Also fair. But. And he was a Republican. Also, also, also. I mean, fair. not that's necessary, but yeah. He, that, he was. He was back a, then, that was less of a thing, but now, yeah. fair. All but. Without his death, would Cher have ever come to the realization that she believes in life after love? <laughs> uh, she had left his ass long <laughs> before he died. But yeah. still. Still. At least now she knows conclusively that she believes in life after love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, really want you to auto-tune that. <laughs> I'm going to. That's why I, that's why I keep saying just believe. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, he, he is anti-spring break, so I, I, I'm kind of on pay, board with that. But what, he, like he was, the bad guy in like a college sex romp movie? Exactly. He was trying to ban certain types of bikinis in Palm Springs because that's where he was a representative. And he felt that it was like too sexualized and he didn't like the college kids coming there. Look, I understand college kids need to have fun, but I think that everyone should just be murdering sex workers in the desert like we used to do. Bikinis is too far. And I think just all those thongs were reminding him too much of a share. 
Sonny, as it turns out, did not believe in life after love. <laughs> Remember his fur vests? Did you ever see those fur vests he wore in the fucking 60s? I, okay, with him wearing fur vests in and around Lake Tahoe, I'm surprised that he didn't get shot by a fucking hunter. Was he the Sasquatch that was walking around Reindeer Lodge? <laughs> yeah. Sure! I dropped my rock! Do you hear a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be the ghost scream early and it circles back. <laughs> Even okay. now at the Reindeer Lodge, you can hear the ghost in the night. <laughs> <laughs> My son's gonna die because his face is too big. Oh, That's Mask. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought you were taking a shot at the the Bono kid. Chaz? No, Chaz is fine. Chaz's face is fine. Chaz's face is still pretty big, though. Chaz has a pretty big face. But it's not as big as my baby's face and mask. Remember when I had that baby whose face got bigger? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Poor Eric Stoltz. It's like somebody washed his body too hot, but not his head. (laughs) <laughs> Panini pressed his face. I've never seen Mask. Okay, only bits and pieces. It's just I contextually I know that his the baby dies. His he dies because his face is too big. Oh, does does he like <laughs> lay down finally? <laughs> yeah, he buries himself in the dirt up to his shoulders and becomes an Easter Island head. <laughs> Yeah, that was the final episode. <laughs> what got Boohaha canceled? Counterintuitively, it was Eric Stoltz. Okay. The Levy Mansion Haunted Bookstore. Ooh, wait, no, I'm reading this one. This is still your mulligan. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know if that's a good... I didn't read into the story yet, but oh. that's the bookstore I used to bookstore at in Reno. And that was uh, about three blocks from my uh, last apartment there. Oh. And it was uh, also a coffee shop. It was a classic uh, old mansion that had been converted. So we'd just go hang out and pretend we were people that, like, were from Portland or something. (laughs) It's our scarves, drink our coffee. It's a big hobby in Reno, Portland cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) It's hipstering. This one starts off in a very conversational tone. Okay, as does this podcast. The Levy Mansion slash Haunted Bookstore. (laughs) You know, that is not how the sign sells it from outside. I'll start this one off by acknowledging that not everyone believes in ghosts, and that's okay. Well, I I appreciate that acknowledgement. Not every bookstore is housed in a purported haunted house, but Sundance Books is. Ooh. The Levy Mansion was built in 1906 by local merchant William Levy. But Levy's wife, Eugene... Wait. (laughs) Rewind? (laughs) Read that back. William Levy was married to Eugene Levy. Uh, No. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's what what I was putting together. Who fucks the pie? (laughs) Uh, The ghost. But Levy's wife, or so the tale goes, unhappily moved in because her home was facing a blue-collar street. California Avenue. 
I hate living in a place where I look out and see pores. Ugh, gross. She hates pores so much she has no mirrors. Hopefully I won't meet a tragic end in the next sentence. Oh, I really hope she does. She wanted her front door to face the more aristocratic California Avenue. Oh! Oh, ah. well, shit. What street was on the other side of California? Oh, is that the street I lived on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope she gets hers. Go on. <laughs> Every day I wake up and see this VHS man out there. <laughs> So Levy called in workmen to fix the problem and make his and his wife's lives happy once again. The mansion was turned. Whoa, 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 wait. They didn't put a new door in. No, no, no. They turned the mansion so that the front side... So that the front side door became the front door. So they just, like... Did a 90-degree rotation. So they go in the basement, and they just have one of those giant wagon wheels like in the TV show Lost. (laughs) Turn the crank. (laughs) That's insane. I, I, so they aimed it at, uh, I, I mean, I know the building. I'm picturing how it aims at California Avenue now. It's right next to the uh, Nevada Museum of Art in, in Reno as well. Which probably faces the side door now. So, so when does a worker kill her? This is the craziest thing that I've ever heard. I, it, it, it's not even like you would just build, like build a new facade, like change the windows around, like just build a bigger door on the front than on the like. No, no, no. Rotate the entire house. Well, after the Winchester Mystery House dropped. Because of its history and haunted reputation, I was involved in numerous ghost investigations inside the mansion. One fall night, a few of us were standing at a north window upstairs when we saw movement. Uh, this is uh, a very fun turn of events. No longer is she just recounting ghost stories. She is in the field investigating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm back on board with Humdinger. Yeah. Go uh, on, ghost lady. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll say uh, the, uh, the. So they're standing at a north window upstairs. When we saw movement. Was it a ghost? We stepped back, but something was staring at us through the window. It had to be a ghost because no one was that tall. Is there trees outside? <laughs> it's, I've it's been a, to Reno. They have trees. It's a peeping Tom. It's a meth addict in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that owl that might have been screaming outside of the reindeer lodge? Well, he gets around. Stepping up to the window pane, we saw a pair of eyes looking back at us. But it wasn't a ghost. It was our reflection. No. It was a raccoon. (laughs) 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 Janice. uh, That doesn't qualify for the book. Okay, was it a haunted raccoon? (laughs) Yeah, it was haunted by rabies. (laughs) (laughs) So, epilogue to the story, a series of three shots to the belly. But not before biting my husband. Um, But I used to take the Reno Ghost Walk by Levy Mansion. 
At least once a week, someone would claim to see children on the staircase as we walked up to the front door. Okay. Again, I've been here. There's actually like some art and and uh, benches and kind of things kids could play with outside in, in, in almost like a little playgroundy area. So it's not necessarily unlikely that you might see a child there. Indeed, it's also a bookstore with children's books. Children hate books. Fake news. Next to the 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 Reno Museum of Art. Yeah, children hate art. Museum of art. Mm. So yeah, kids could be there, but they're dead. We invariably told them that the place was closed and that no one, especially not a child, could be inside. Most accepted the explanation, but one woman didn't. She stood there looking through the front door, giving us a blow-by-blow account of the children at play inside. This is also just a crazy person. Like, now I'm looking in, the, the little girl's playing with a small truck, and now there's a boy there, and he's, he's, he brought a little car. And It's like, no, you're a lunatic. Is she giving him the play-by-play in person, or is this after the fact? Oh, no, no. This is like, they're like there's a woman there like, oh, there's children in there. I'm like, no, a child couldn't be in there. She's like, no, but I see them. <laughs> anyway, can you spare a dollar? I have so many toasters to take apart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, children. Several ghost investigations had taken place in the mansion, which had served as a beauty salon, tattoo parlor, office space, and now, finally, Sundance Books. Ghosts keep chasing them all out? Yeah, I gotta get them out. Or maybe it's just a bad location for a business. I, You know, spooky house seems weird. I don't want to shop there. Yeah, and you got the poors on the street on the other side mm-hmm. of California. Yeah, yeah. They keep rotating the house <laughs> every day. The door is different. And, and to her, she just thinks she lives in Brigadoon. It's like, oh, a new land, as she looks out at, on her front yard. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, each of the doors being a different business, and the house just keeps turning. So you keep coming back, and you're like, wasn't this a bookstore last week? I don't need a hair salon. And you just, no, you just walk around. It's fine. It's, it's a real Howl's Moving Castle kind of thing. Or Cube. Oh, yeah. It's See, a bookstore. There's that kills a lot you. of ghosts in the Cube. <laughs> a lot more than in <clears throat> Reno, apparently. I, I, They have not convinced me on anything. These yet. are not great so far. Um, But now that the Levy Mansion houses a bookstore, I don't see the spirits ever leaving. Can you think of a better place to haunt? I can't. I want to make clear that's Jambler's Oberdenglers saying that and not me. That's in the story. The story ends with, can you think of a better place to haunt? I can't. The owners of that bookstore are so tired of her visits. Obonkadonk is back and she's here to <laughs> see the ghost again. She keeps talking about the kids. And and, and how how this is the best place to hunt. Janice Oingo Boingo keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps going on about a dead man's party. There's no kids here. Go away. <laughs> she keeps asking us what happens when the lights go out. Why does she like little girls so much? (laughs) I don't know. It all sounds like weird science to me. (laughs) It's a good song. Yeah, god damn it. Didn't like the movie. 
there's a lot of fun in that movie, but I think it doesn't hold up for the same reasons a lot of John Hughes movies don't. Like the finale, where the... That's awful. And then Lake later, Seven of Nine just like stone cold murders somebody. You know what? You know what's not Star Trek? Revenge killings. Yeah, that's very Star Wars. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway, so that's just incidental because it's been bugging me for a day or two. <clears throat> All right. Well, so that's that is the Levy Man, the Eugene Levy Mansion slash haunted bookstore. Okay. Has uh, owls. <laughs> and raccoons. And delusional ghost children. I am going to give that three out of five painful shots to the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to give that two out of five painful shots to the... I'm going to give that two out of three pain... No, I'm going to give that two out of five painful shots to the stomach. Good. I'm going to give that two Sonny Bonos straight to the tree. (laughs) <laughs> Two bikinis all the way down. I, I nah, it was very specifically thong bikinis that he had an issue with. I don't <laughs> like seeing the crack. So we're giving it two cheeks clapping. <laughs> Somebody twerking on Sonny Bono's <laughs> grave. <laughs> Leaving those butt prints right on the headstone. Uh, none of this is usable. <clears throat> no. Um, all right. Well, both of those were bad. And do you want to like maybe pre-scan a story before we read it? Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. Uh... Okay. So you had mentioned. What's... You had mentioned the hotel one, the pizza place. Yeah. So uh, when I was living in Reno last before moving up to Portland, there was uh, the town's going through this kind of San Francisco like renaissance as all these people are moving in from the Bay and getting involved with like the Tesla factory that's opened up. They got a sizzle pie there now, right? They do have a sizzle pie, as well as they now have a uh, Laughing Planet. Nice. Wh- oh. Which I ate at, which was great, because uh, Reno now has at least one vegan place. Um, <laughs> Two if you count sizzle pie. Yeah, all right. It's just the Portland exports. <laughs> yeah, eventually they'll have a voodoo donut, I'm sure. <laughs> Vegas already does, I think. Vegas has got a lardo, too. Well, that tracks. Yeah, good for th- yeah. It's the, it's the That's the right expansion strategy for the pork hole. Yeah, come on down to the pork hole. <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah. Fill her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you mentioned the hotel. Yeah, so the hotel uh, actually was, and it, it'll probably come up in your story. It, it was a uh, hotel back in the twenties and thirties that was used for um, housing recent divorcee men. Because Reno was one of the only places in the country <laughs> that you could go get a no-fault divorce. <laughs> so, remember in Pleasantville, there's a scene where the mom has like turned color and like left the dad, William H. Macy, and he goes and sees Toby McGuire and he just brings him a jar of olives and he's like, 
this was the food that we had. I don't know how to make anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I kind of assume that, that it's like a bachelor farm where it's like it's just a series of men walking around being like, uh, where's the thermostat? Is I don't, where's, do you have food? How do you cook a food? Exactly. There'd be a, there was like a little cafe down below that could feed people. And over the years, it uh, changed from one business to another. And when I was last living in Reno, it had just, become a place. Just, just once a day, like somebody comes in with like big bags of like bachelor chow and like fills up a bunch of bowls on the ground for them. <laughs> well, they, actually, they just used chuck wagon because they, when they added hot water, it made its own gravy. <laughs> I think that this may there's be just, the, there's the a bunch, there's a bunch of like fake thermostats on the walls for them all to play with. <laughs> it's like the closed door button in an elevator. <laughs> Quick, I see someone coming. Close it. That, that doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> uh, you know, this may be why buffets became so popular at casinos, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it eventually became a hotel a- after the modern era that then became like weekly and monthly rentals. And it, it is just degenerated. It's horrible. It's a place that's like you, you probably rent a room in there for 500 a month or you could before Tesla came to town. Now sure. it's probably two grand a month. And you have to share the room with one of those giant articulated robotic arms that's building cars. <laughs> <laughs> I live here too. Do you in life after love? <laughs> I'm sorry, we're I'm going mad. <laughs> the beat goes on. So um, downstairs, there there is an old restaurant, and it, it eventually was converted into Noble Pie, also called Parlor Pie. It's gone by a couple of different names, but it was kind of a hipstery punk rock pizza joint. Okay. And they would do punk rock bingo on some nights and all this kind of bullshit, but they had great pizza, including the PB&J, which, interesting enough, enough contained no peanuts, but... Uh, Piss button jizz? It is Reno. <laughs> <laughs> and they do have hotel rooms upstairs. Uh, no, nah, uh, uh, pineapple, basil, and jalapeno. It's a good so mix. I would go... Get drunk. Well, pineapple, basil, jalapeno pizza, and liquor. Yeah. So, so I would hang out and drink booze and eat pizza at this place all day. L- liquor in the front, PB and J in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts of the El Cortez Hotel. Some employees of the El Cortez believe the place is haunted. There's the sound of high heels clacking across the corridor when no one is in sight and the elevator occasionally runs up to the top floor and down again without any obvious human intervention. Did I ever tell you about the haunted elevator at my apartment downtown that my hand got stuck in and it started going up? <sighs> yeah. No. Yes, that happened to me. So, All right, third act. Okay. We have a segment for that. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was scary. <clears throat> Left me bruised. Um, at the haunted. end of... <laughs> Elevator. <laughs> That's your Tourette's thing. Elevator. <laughs> At the end of the 1940s, the trend-setting Hollywood crowd was divorcing in Las Vegas. The starstruck public followed. The fuck does that mean? Well, if the rich can get divorced, so can I. Uh, okay, all right. This is 
only one of the many changes the old Art Deco-style building has seen in its time. Divorce? What? Okay, the, wait. The, why are they talking about Vegas? Unclear. I'm just going to skip ahead and say that we're talking about the hotel now. 50s film star and heartthrob Jeff Chandler might have stayed here back in the day, but don't expect many Hollywood big names to come to the Al Cortez Trocadero Lounge and toss back a cold one now. That was a lot of words. That was a lot of words. Are there ghosts at the El Cortez? A week before Halloween 1961, a young couple was in Reno for a conference. During the activities, the man danced with another woman more than he should have. Fired up with anger and jealousy, the wife stormed to the couple's fourth floor room at the El Cortez. If he hoped for reconciliation once they were alone, he was disappointed. She was not in the mood to make up. Lashing out at him, she ran around the room, tossing over furniture. She mixed herself a drink, pulled off her eyeglasses. I've been to this hotel. That means she knocked over a chair. Uh, Yeah. How much furniture is in a room? She pulled off her eyeglasses and threw them at him. And then, without warning, she ran to the open window and dove out headfirst. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I like this. She landed face down on the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, good God. Um. Really, games a throne to herself. Mm. Or at least that's the story he told police. Oh. Well, I don't know. We came here to this couple's conference, and uh, now I can't even go. She always liked jumping out of windows, Susan. That was her hobby. Why I picked a room on the 14th floor, I don't know. I asked them to give us a room that the windows didn't close. Open. I mean open. I I buttered the floor. Oh, no. Uh, So that's the story that he told the police, and that's the story that he told during a lie detector test. And I guess that might explain the lonely woman who's been seen there at the corner of Arlington Avenue and 2nd Street. She seems to be trying to decide, should she go into the hotel or onward to the next world? Which feels a little bit like editorialized. She could also just like want to go to the bakery or across the street. Or to scrape her face off the ground. Yeah, does she have a face? Yeah, head first. What floor was it from? So many details have been left out. Yeah. Did she investigate this herself? Humdinger. Uh, you mean Janice Oingo Boingo? <laughs> Janice Obelisk. I'll edit in some more funny noises later. Now, new owners have begun remodeling the hotel. And while this might cause the building's ghostly residents to ramp up their activity, it has also raised some concerns with the Historic Reno Preservation Society, or herpes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Historic Reno Preservation Society, herpes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I can let him get away with the biggest little city. (laughs) Come on, guys. Foresight. (laughs) The concern is that the original windows and awnings might be altered. Wait, this is not new. Um, yeah, we're going to be cutting a lot yeah, of that out. I know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, herpes is concerned. For them, it's not a matter of ghosts, but of aesthetics and history. The concern was that the original windows and awnings might be altered. And according to a February 11, 2015 story written by Jason Hidalgo for the Reno Gazette Journal... The El Cortez Hotel is in the Reno City Register of Historic Places. This feels unimportant. Like yeah. they, already, they already told us about the ghost, and now Janice Ober is started rambling like my grandmother would about things that are happening in the neighborhood. 
She doesn't want to see these historical buildings go away. New Reno is scary. People are moving in from California. Oh, well, you know, eh. so my neighbor, Kim, well, she she fell down the stairs and she died horribly. But uh, they're opening up a new CVS just down the road. And And I don't like the people that go to CVS, so I'm going to have my house turned 90 degrees. You know, I'm more of a Walgreens fan, so we're going to be facing the wall. Yeah, that's a fun thing about uh, Reno. It has a Walgreens that's on a freeway overpass. There is a Walgreens you drive under on the freeway, I-80, through Reno. What the fuck? It is bizarre as fuck. I was somewhere recently that had a... Maybe it's in Seattle. There's uh, like a Rite Aid that's in an old theater and they've still got the big marquee, but they just added like neon signage that says Rite Aid to it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. The popcorn machine's just full of Adderall. <laughs> and multivitamins. <laughs> and flu shots. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Are ghosts easier to deal with than bureaucracy? It doesn't say that. Yes, it does. It does not. Yes. <laughs> no. Are ghosts easier to deal with than bureaucracy? That would probably be a toss-up. Funny. Jimber Langers. Great. The El Cortez Hotel has now been renovated and is today known as the Siegel Suites El Cortez. Gross. End of story. I'm, God, imagine being her husband. The quotation marks. Uh, <laughs> this is a this screaming skull next to her face. Uh, oh is, my God! <laughs> that's her husband, <laughs> <clears throat> and that's her. All right, now I'm I'm going to say that that's at least fun. Somebody died, so that's well, something. that's fun. That is uh, that's something. <clears throat> I'm going to give that one. You should really read the back of the books. No. And just to sell the books. No. It's like reading the back of the tape box. I don't want to give... The flashing neon lights of Reno harbor a ghastly past. Sold new. This book went for nineteen ninety nine. I am amazed it goes for three ninety nine at Goodwill. It was a stretch. I was considering not buying it because it was four fucking dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, no. Um, all right. So... Uh, for the readers we just found a picture of Janice Oberding and if I encountered her I would expect to hear somebody nearby saying nurse she's out of bed again (laughs) an independent historian (laughs) an independent historian uh, a make-believe historian Janice Oberding is a past docent of the Nevada Historical Society and Fourth Ward School Museum in Virginia City. I will throw out there that like any old fuck who has some time on their hands can be a docent. Go on. Uh, yes. She was she volunteered to sit in a room with some glass cases I, and annoy visitors. I guarantee she's participating in this week's Nevada caucus. The author of numerous books of Nevada's history, true crime, unusual occurrences, and hauntings, she speaks on these subjects throughout the state. No one asks her to. <laughs> her Ghost Hunting 101 and Nevada's Quirky Historical Facts classes for community education at Truckee Meadows Community College have been well received, even if lightly attended. 
does it say if lightly entangled? No. <laughs> Herpes. <laughs> Have been well received, Janice told us. Um, okay, I, well, okay, I'm going to give that one two, uh, no, I'm going to give it two and a half slices out of a PB&J pie. Oh, well, going in for the half slice. I don't want. Th- I don't want a whole third, but I'm going to be hungry later. Well, I am going. To, God, I I hate to always be like right with you, but we we have not hit a uh, three star uh, story yet. So, I, I'm I'm going to go with two faces flattened into pizza. Two pie faced ladies. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Good job, two pie faced ladies. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm um, I'm gonna run and pee, and then uh, then we can get on to the second one. I'm gonna need you all to roll plus charm to do the ad. That's a five. I got a ten. Eight. All right, Travis. Buddy can manage to get out the name of the show, but not much else. Monster Pod! Sadie, Jimmy's gonna be able to get out the premise, but you didn't roll high enough for any spoilers. Monster Pod is a real play Monster of the Week podcast where four government employed idiots try to save the world. Sarah, Thomason rolled high enough to finish the ad. Releases every other Friday here on So Below Media. Well, I'm glad that's on mic. Okay, so I think that the littlest big small t- little town big, t- big, big uh, place reno city what is it big place small town whatever it is bright lights big city bright lights city gonna open your golden gate <laughs> i don't know what just happened <laughs> but the boat's halfway underwater and we just lost the captain Reno, las vegas uh, <laughs> i feel like reno has burned us too many times I can't tell to- you how many times I've heard my mom say that. <laughs> I'm going to take this haunted Reno book and I'm going to throw it into a fire and I'm going to pick up Haunted Lake Tahoe, also by Jamison Oberdengler. Humdinger. Humdinger. Janice Humdinger. And I think I'm, we're just going to switch tracks a little bit and talk about talk about something that happened at a lake. Tahoe? Tahoe. Tahoe could have been at the lake. <laughs> You'll see. Gonna change gears a little bit. Head over to. We're gonna drive forty minutes over to Tahoe. Talk about that. Back over uh, the Mount Rose Highway, cruising by the Reindeer Lodge, serviced by some reindeer <laughs> prostitutes, <laughs> dancer and prancer. I wanted Vixen. Oh. Bring me Rudolph. You know why his nose is so red. <laughs> Herpes. <laughs> the Historical Reno Preservation Society? The same. <laughs> this is so dumb. Um, okay. We're so sorry. Haunted Lake Tahoe. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'd like you to tell me the story of Hank Monk. Oh, tell me more about Monk. Oh, wait. I have to tell yeah, you, you about Monk Hank. about Monk Hank. Hank Monkey. Hanky Panky. Tell me more about Hank Pank. <laughs> um, yes. Hank Pank, or as his friends call him, Hanky Panky. 
Haunted Lake Tahoe, ghostly tells from Diamond Peak to Donner Pass. I used to live at Donner Pass. From DP to DP. <laughs> and we're not even in Reno. <laughs> Hank Monk. Listen, do you hear the steady clip-clop of the horse's hooves galloping across the wind? As they do. Yeah, okay. Could it be the ghostly Hank Monk driving his team across the mountain passes? Hank Monk was known in the Tahoe region as a stagecoach driver extraordinaire. <laughs> meant he didn't fall out of the uh, seat drunk. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> crash into a ditch too much. <laughs> His prowess with a team of horses became legendary throughout the country for the wild ride over the Sierras that he took newspaper man Horace Greeley on in 1859. Ooh, that's a name I know. Uh, Hank Monk or Horace Greeley? Horace Greeley. Really? I feel like I've heard that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. News- famous newspaperman? Yeah, he traveled the Sierras with yeah. Hank Monk. As Greeley climbed into the coach... He made the mistake of telling Monk that he had a speaking engagement and was in a hurry to get to Placerville. Oh, never, never tell old racy Monker (laughs) that you're in a hurry. Now, Placerville, close to my hometown of Auburn, one of my many hometowns. We're circling in. Yeah. Monk nodded his assent. He would get the man to his destination on time. The coach pulled out of Carson City. Didn't live there, but I've worked there. Opened a Subway sandwich shop, actually. The coach pulled out of Carson City at lightning speed and raced over the narrow mountain passes. So, 20 miles an hour? Mountain passes, I'm going five. <laughs> you get there walking faster, really. Oh, we'll be there tomorrow! Where, where do we have to go again? I don't know. But we'll I'm very drunk. <laughs> but I'll stay in my seat. Do you want to see a man have sex with a reindeer? Do you know what a PB&J is? Look at this tractor. <laughs> he would get the man to his destination on time. The coach pulled out of Carson City at lightning speed and raced over the narrow mountain passes. Horace Greeley looked out the door, becoming alarmed and urged Monk to slow down. Hank Monk, however, was not one to back down from a challenge or a promise. Why, Mr. Mr. Monk, we're going a whole ten miles an hour. No, no human being should go this fast. It's not safe. My organs will shift. Keep your seat, Horace. He called down to the frightened passenger. I'll get you there on time. Of his ride, Horace Greeley wrote, Yet at this breakneck rate, we were driven for not less than four hours or 40 miles changing horses every 10 or 15 and raising a cloud of dust through which it was difficult at, at times to see anything. So four hours, 40 miles, 10 miles an hour. So he's going Carson City at lightning speed through mountain <clears throat> passes. Where was he trying to get him to again? From Carson City to... to Plas- Carson City to Placerville. How far is it from Carson City to Placerville? It is 89.1 miles to get to yeah. Placerville from Carson City. Yeah, I was going to say about an hour and a half in car, so that sounds yeah. right. Okay, so 89 miles. Just down I just down Highway 50, really. Well, now. Yeah. That's pro. Okay. That seems like it'd be fast. That actually sounds like that's really moving. Yeah. 
So right. Horace Greeley's like, after I soiled myself, I was able to take uh, take uh, some notes. <laughs> So the ghost story here is actually going to be about all the ghosts of the dead horses they left behind. Monk did get his passenger to Placerville on time. And he couldn't wait to get to the nearest saloon and tell everyone within earshot all about Greeley's fear as the coach sped along the Tahoe shore. They all had a good laugh at Greeley's expense. Monk told a reporter, I looked into the coach and there was Greeley, his bare head bobbing, sometimes on the back and then on the front of the seat. Sometimes in the coach and then out, and then on the top and then on the bottom, holding on to whatever he could grab. I'm picturing like the Tasmanian devil where just like you could just see arms and legs popping out of the cloud (laughs) at random intervals. (laughs) So I guess they were still riding while he was doing that. So he's not watching the road. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Uh, I was, (laughs) I looked back and I saw that Mr. Greeley was sitting there in a puddle of his own urine and waste. Uh, (laughs) Terrified into a quivering mess. Vomiting uncontrollably. (laughs) The tale spread across the country, and soon everyone was having a good laugh at Horace Greeley's expense. Do you hear about that pansy newspaper man? Oh, you mean Horace Greeley? Yeah, he shit himself in the back seat. I heard he was vomiting and bobbing his head. Like a little baby covered in poop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Horace, do you want us to make you a diaper out of that newspaper you write for? Or should we just line the bottom of the carriage? Yeah, Birdman, newspaper Birdman in your little cage. (laughs) Thirteen years later, the story was still being told. (laughs) Needless to say, this didn't make Greeley happy. Over the 13 years, nothing else happened. <laughs> Not to Greeley. <laughs> in, in fucking the entire area. That's the only thing of note to have happened in a two-decade period. Having spent two decades in Lake Tahoe, that's more than happened to me. <laughs> Remember when Mike shit himself? <laughs> okay, sidebar. I have not lined my house with newspaper ever, but there was a time I was drinking really hard, and I <laughs> i don't know if this is a story that should be recorded. I should just go to sleep in the bathtub just in case. So I was about 19, living with my mom at the time in between apartments and such. She was a housekeeper in Lake Tahoe, and uh, she brought home a bottle of Bacardi 151 one night. And uh, being a, a, a good Tahoe mom, she uh, uh, offered me half of it. Hey, you want to drink some uh, Bacardi? Go ahead. Just save me half. I need it for later. I was like, sure. So my last memory that night is pouring what was left of the bottle down the sink because I realized I was going to drink the rest of it, and I was already far too drunk. I was like, well, I'll be paying the price for this. And that's my last memory. The next morning, I wake to my mom standing above me, passed out on the couch, screaming, I told you to save me some of the Bacardi, and what the fuck's up with all the sheets? And I look across the house, and I have lined the entire house with sheets from the living room all the way to the bathroom, (laughs) presumably to make sure that if I vomit between the couch and the bathroom, there's something to catch it. I don't know that that's the case. It may have been a peanut butter and jelly experiment I was trying out. Who's to say? 
but I have lined my cage. <laughs> Sidebar over. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't expect it to go in that direction. I'm happy that it did. I like the amount of forethought you put into it. You could have just gone to sleep in the bath. Yeah. Could have. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that mic was thinking. Didn't leave myself any notes. I like the couch, but I throw up. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I don't think I did. The, 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 the sheets were fine. The sheets are really the litmus test for, for vomit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so. 13 years later, the story was still being told. Needless to say, this didn't make Greeley happy. Some said it was this story that ruined the former New York congressman's chances at defeating opponent Ulysses S. Grant in the 1872 presidential election. I knew I knew that name. Holy shit. Wow, this story really buried the lead. Wait, so it's like Dukakis in the tank. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> or Howard Dean's... <laughs> that fucking rebel yell. First we go to Carson City, then Placerville! (laughs) Hank Monk is buried at Lone Mountain Cemetery in Carson City. When not behind a team of horses, Monk loved nothing more than partaking in a bottle of whiskey beside a warm fire. Monk's apparition has been seen at a local Carson City bar quietly guzzling his drink. And then there are those ghostly horses' hooves High up in the Sierras. That, okay. Yeah, one sentence ghost story. Great story leading up to it. That not technically a ghost story. That really feels like uh, Jimpy Glimperman or whatever her name is. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> wrote a story and then like... As she was putting the manuscript, like, into the fax machine, she's like, oh, wait, no, no, shit, 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 shit. Just scribbling it on. Then there was a ghost of Hank, and he was drunk in the mountain. Shit, fuck. (laughs) Oh, I did not have any concept we were going to be dealing with presidential elections. How appropriate on on this podcast of presidential tangents that we managed to get there. Also, other than... A, a cursory the shores of Lake Tahoe that story really didn't take place in Tahoe that's Carson City to Placerville yeah yeah, yeah. two that's, decidedly not Lake Tahoe locations that's lake adjacent but as I said I have worked in Carson City and my brother now works in Placerville yeah poor guy yeah that's I'm sorry Northern California really sucks now just for symmetry's sake I got, there's another shorty here, and yeah, no, this seems good. Uh, this is this is a shorty. Just again, symmetry's sake. Let's round it out. Tell me about the og. Well, uh, as is it a? T- I, I believe it's a Tahoean. Yeah, there's Renoites in Lake Tahoeans, or is it Tahoeite? Tahitians, yes. Lake Tahitians. As a Tahitian, I am unfamiliar with As the- a Totoro. <laughs> As a Totoro, I take lots of naps. Sleepy cat baby in the woods. Big belly. Burp. The Ong. I wonder if this story isn't born of memories of a prehistoric... 
(laughs) bird. We're off to a start. That once lived in Lake Tahoe. Again, okay, so... Janice Oberding wonders if the story isn't born of memories of a prehistoric bird that once lived at Lake Tahoe. Look, Jansport Ombudsman really... I feel like so many of these stories just start like, you know, I want... It feels like somebody just had her mic'd as she was just going about her day. I don't think she's even going anywhere. She's just having these thoughts while drinking tea. Yeah, just wandering around like just... At the kitchen sink, I wonder if the Ong is a prehistoric bird. How hard would it? That's the first real ghost we've dealt with. Yeah, that was spooky. I think it was an outside noise. Yeah, that was mailman probably coming up my steps. Don't like it. I, I shot the last one. <laughs> Just to watch him die. Hey, I'm from Reno. And to steal all those packages from him. <laughs> Amazon money, baby. <laughs> The Ong. I wonder if this story isn't born of memories of a prehistoric bird that once lived at Lake Tahoe. This Native American legend is that of the Ong, a monstrous bird that regularly rose out of the lake and greedily devoured any unlucky humans who happened to be nearby. All okay. Right. It's inter- I'm, I'm on board. Described as having the body of an eagle with web feet, and wings that were taller than the tallest pines, its hideous face was human-like but covered with hard scales. So mostly like a giant seagull? This is where we come across my first uh, notice typo of the book. Oh. The Long's Nest was located in the darkest depths of the center of the lake. The waters that rushed out of its nest filled the lake. So the young is now the long. Where is the water coming from? Is it pee from the bird? Is it big bird pee? It, it, it's from the nest. Ong bird pee lake? The waters it rushed out of its nest filled the lake. So it's conjuring the lake? It's pure jelly. Blech. This evil creature was particularly fond of human flesh. The bodies of drowning victims in the lake were carried to its nest... But the Ong was a coward that attacked only children, women, or hunters who happened to be alone. Can you call an animal a coward if it will attack only prey that it knows it can All wolves are cowards. All cats are gray. All dogs go to heaven. All cats go to hell. Heaven is a place on earth. Ooh, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Though no arrow could pierce its feathers, and the strongest... No arrow could pierce its feathers, and the strongest spear glanced off of the scales of its face and legs. It lived in fear that someone would discover its weakness. It had no claws or beak. Wait, did it it have a gun? Or how is it... How does it get them? I, Does it just I, gum them to death? I, I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Bard's showing up with a black arrow and is going to take care of shit. Late one fall. <laughs> go ahead. If it gets you, does it just like, like nuzzle you? Like what? It's like, oh no, he's oh he's getting. I no, I guess I guess I'm fine. I could probably just walk away. Fond of human flesh. Yeah, but how does it get it? No claws or beak. Yeah. Does it just like having it around? Like I'm I'm fond of 
you know, paintings, but I don't eat them. Yeah, it didn't say eating human flesh. He just likes it. Yeah. Hey, feel like tea? Come on over. Yeah. I like your flesh. Be near me with your skin. What do you think of my scales? Is it, just a, is it just a bird that wants to be a man? Scales aren't the only thing that are hard. I gave the lake bird a boner. <laughs> and then the <laughs> and then like a tsunami the lake filled. Late one fall, the Washos were making their final hunt. By the way, the Washos are a local uh, Native American tribe, hence the uh, Washoe County that that Lake Tahoe is part of yeah. and Reno. Yeah. yeah, late one fall, the Washos were making their final hunt before going to the valleys and leaving the lake Locked in its blanket of winter snows. That's pleasing imagery. Yeah, that is very poetic. Good yeah. job, Humdinger. Yeah. The chief's daughter, uh-oh. The chief's daughter was 16 years old, Marion age. Is this going to be another Pyramid Babies situation? Oh, no. Is this where the Pyramid Babies come from? <gasps> oh, that'd be great to tie back to a previous episode. Call back. All right. Boo-ha-ha extended universe. <laughs> the chief's daughter was 16 years old, marrying age. Custom decreed. Wait, that- is marrying age in the book? Are you I- adding I'm that? not adding that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were a monster. Well, I am, but <laughs> not in this case. That, that would be the Ong, also known as the Long. Oh, Jansport. No. Custom decreed that she select the greatest hero in the tribe to be her husband. She was far more beautiful than any other maiden, and every man wished to make her his wife. Yeah, that's a euphemism right there. Boy, I'd like to make her my wife. While everyone else enjoyed the festivities of an upcoming wedding, the young man who loved her was miserable. He was too young to go into bat. Well, this is a very weird sentence. I'm, I'm going to start it over. That's a transition. I feel like we're missing some information. Several sentences. She was far more beautiful than any other maiden, and every man wished to make her his wife. While everyone else enjoyed the festivities and up- of an upcoming wedding, the young man who loved her was miserable. I'm going to change her sentence for her. While everyone else enjoyed the festivities of an upcoming wedding... A young man who loved her was miserable. He was too young to go into battle with the other warriors. He could not sit around the council fire with them. Now someone else would claim his beloved. As he cursed the great spirit, throwing it down. That's a gauntlet. As he cursed the great spirit, the young man saw the Ong rising out of the lake. When the monstrous bird neared him, he jumped in the air to attract its attention. Sure enough, the Ong swooped down and carried him away. It's, just, it's Jeff Goldblum with a road flare. Over here! <laughs> sure enough, the Ong swooped down and carried him away. A great cry of horror arose from those who watched on shore, but he was not afraid. The bird flew straight up into the sky until the lake and the forest and the mountains seemed small and distant. When it reached a great height, the young, as was custom, dropped its prey into the lake and let the current draw it to its nest. I thought that the water rushed out of the nest. 
Yeah, but uh, there there was the water rushes out of the nest, but the drowned swimmers were drawn to the nest. That that was established earlier. There was a current. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The important thing is to remember all this water is full of stentor. <laughs> stentor. And so. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, getting back, when it reached a great height, the young, as was its custom, dropped its prey into the lake and let the current draw it to its nest. But the young man had plans to outwit his adversary. He had attached a long buckskin cord first to his waist and then to the Ong's leg. When the bird opened its feet, the man did not fall. Furious, the Ong tried to grab him with his teeth because he Which, has no beak. Yeah. So he has a no beak but teeth. Dinosaur? Oh, unclear. I'm just saying like it's like he doesn't have claws or a beak. It's like, yeah, but they're teeth. So it's... I know it's like saying, "Oh, I don't have a sword, but I have a knife." It's like, "Well, okay." Each time the bird opened its mouth to bite him, the man hurled poisoned arrowheads down its throat. Does he carry those with him all the time? He had a plan. He had buckskin. That's he had f- poisoned arrows. Yeah, I get. It's a real bag of. Tr- he had time to put together a whole bag of tricks as he planned to bungee jump from a bird. The Ong is my parachute. (laughs) Extreme Tahoe. Finally, the Ong fell into the lake and drowned. Thinking that her lover was dead. Again, we're missing some information here. Thinking that her lover was dead, the chief's daughter, who had been watching from the shore, was horrified. She paddled her canoe to where the bird had fallen, calling to her lover. I don't like that word. Canoe. Yes. Tahoe. My darling, Tahoe. <laughs> Wait, he was the lake all along? <laughs> the water comes from him. Who wrote this Janus Memnite Shyamalan? <laughs> what a twist. When the two of them floated ashore, standing tall on the giant bird's wing, a roar of happiness arose from the crowd. It was decided then and there that Tahoe was the bravest of all the young men, and he would be the husband of the chief's daughter. The end. (laughs) 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 Well, you know, I I remember reading a Wikipedia about Tahoe once, and and it was originally pronounced Tahoe. Ooh, Tahoe. Um, so, okay. Now, okay. She's been burying a lot of leads. What was the lake called before this? Did they refer to it as Lake Tahoe? Maybe they called it Lake Ong. Is it a coincidence? Was the brave named after, like, was the, was the lover, was canoe lover named after the lake? No, I'm, I'm sure they're saying that the lake's named after him, right? It'd be weird if it was the other way around. I don't, I'm surprised it's not I will lake dive Ong. into the lake for which I am named. Well, you, you can uh, watch movies at the theater for which you're named. And where I was conceived. Uh, that one was fun. Yeah, that was great. And, <laughs> and poor, poor Tahoe. Well, no, poor, poor Ong. Yeah. So I guess with the death of Ong the bird, it allowed for Tessie the Tahoe monster to arrive and, and take over the water. Oh. this predates Tessie. Pre-Tess, post-Ong. Pre-Tess, post-Ong. Don't say it again. We'll summon it. 
Beetlejuice rules. Ah, see, I was just trying to put together the acronym. I'm pretty sure that means herpes too. PDPO. <laughs> putt putt. Putpo. <laughs> I am Putpo, the lake beast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was good. The, the Tahoe stories uh, came out much better yeah, than the Reno one. T- turns out, um, uh, it just goes to show, you never can tell. Yeah, I feel like we had a third act. What were we third oh, acting yeah, about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were going to... One of these stories was, a was spooky, adjacent to... A spooky thing that happened to you. El Cortez Hotel? Nah. So the title of this book, Haunted Reno, Reno, has the tagline, I had my doubts about this story when I first heard it, but now I think it's true. Um, <clears throat> no, that's not it. Look, w- okay, in this, on this podcast, we've given Sassy, okay, we've given Essie Schlosser a lot of undue shit because Essie Schlosser writes a good goddamn story. Like, some of the stories are goofy, but that's always the source material. Essie Schlosser does her fucking darndest to make sure that these stories are coherent and competent, and James Urbaniak is a hack. Wait, what? Who? I'm sorry, Janice Oberdink is a hack. (laughs) (laughs) Herpes. The Historic Reno Preservation Society? (laughs) That's the same. I feel like we had a third act. What were we third oh, acting yeah, about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were going to... One of these stories was, spooky, was adjacent to... A spooky thing that happened to you. El Cortez Hotel? Nah. Um, was it the the house, the mansion, the bookstore? Fuck nuts. Upstairs window? No. What, what were... It's not Ong... Was it while I was reading? No, it had to have been while you were going. Yeah, right? it was definitely in my section. Which stories did we tell? Um, we, we had El Cortez. We, I think it was during the bookstore one. Hmm. Well, it's only one page. Let me see yeah. I am not sure what the hell I was all excited about. Going back to the Cortez. I like the idea of the third act just being this, just us spending five minutes being like, what was it? Um, well, I guess... Could, could it have been something I got excited about reading you? No, I, it was definitely... I remember having the book in my hand. Anyway, well... Oh, it, it had... I, oh, God, was it not... Oh, man, I don't know. Reindeer Lodge, back to you. Well... I guess the campfire's burning low as No, I had a third Michael act. frantically paused through Janice Oberding's book. None of book, my stories were good. I looking, needed something. <laughs> trying to find meaning in what might as well be toilet paper. <laughs> oh. Nope. Fuck if I know. I don't know. Mm. We'll take notes next time. Sure we will. Yeah. Lake Tahoe's natural splendor conceals its haunted history. Obviously, it doesn't, based on these stories. Locals say the ghosts of the Donner Party haunt their doomed campsites in the Sierras. Do they? I've never heard it. Wealthy recluse George Whittle is said to have never left his beloved Thunderbird Lodge, though he died in 1969. Did he? No, but they keep boats there. 
The ghosts of Frank Sinatra, Marilyn Monroe, and members of the Rat Pack are thought to gallivant in the showroom and cabins of the Calneva uh, Lodge, a popular celebrity retreat. Is it? No, actually, the casino closed down about five years ago. The hotel is owned by Black Gaming and is winding down. Prisoners from the past may remain in the old Truckee jail, and the restless spirit of a murdered showgirl may linger in the Tahoe Biltmore. I was a waiter at the Tahoe Biltmore for five years. Were you? <laughs> well, <laughs> I made money. <laughs> Waiting, gambling, drinking, it's all the same. Travel back to Tahoe's golden age and explore where glamour meets ghoul with the queen of haunted Nevada, Janice Oberding. Let's not and say we did. Let's not and say we didn't. Yeah. Well, I think what we've what we've just done is we did, and we'd like to say that we didn't, but we have. Yeah. Well, well, I feel like this is the reason that our episodes are always so off the rails is that we talk to each other so often that it's hard to switch into like a more structured format. That's right, listeners. He's giving me shit for how bad a guest I am. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> yeah. dropping as many, if not more, balls as you, because I'm the one who's supposed to have the structure in mind. This is my boat we're on. Dropping balls. Thanks for coming and recording on this boat that I have. So we we, we came to your house to start a fire. We're now I on live a boat. on a boat. I live on a houseboat, and it's on fire now, <laughs> and I need to call the Coast Guard. <laughs> Hey, fun fact, uh, Lake Tahoe, smallest body of water in uh, America that the Coast Guard patrols because it's interstate. Oh, fun. Nevada and California. Hmm. Speaking of Coast Guards and bodies of water, I remember when Carolyn was on and we were talking about Laurelhurst, there was mention in a story of a patrol boat for the Laurelhurst Park Lake. You mean this little pond yes. that's a couple blocks away? Yes. Did a duck drive the patrol boat? <laughs> we just, we came to the conclusion that it was probably a paddle boat. Oh, I, I, don't so see, I don't see how it could be anything else. But what are you patrolling? Well, the story was that a woman drowned in the lake, which I also find difficult to believe because that's it's as deep as a bowl of soup. Did she just roll off a park bench and kind of... She was a turtle and she couldn't (laughs) flip over. (laughs) Uh, With that, the campfire that I built on this sinking houseboat that we're on is burning into the deck and, well, we don't have long. So So we'll be sucked down into the Ong's nest shortly. But also away from it, is it like a toroidal, like a donut current? Whatever, it's fine. Jesus stentor. Christ. Any stentor, so stentor. So where can people find you while oh, I yeah. fill I, this it, bucket with water repeatedly and throw it back into the lake? Well, if anyone's still interested in doing so, uh, you can check me out on uh, Forgotten Fantasies, our show that you and I uh, host. Hopefully one day we'll be uh, online, but currently um, every three months down at uh, Kelly's Olympian Live, you can get those dates at our website, ffthashow.com. Also, monthly, I do VHS Vengeance at Kelly's Olympian every third Sunday. It's a uh, bad movie riffing show in the the uh, vein of Mystery Science Theater. And um, 
Yeah, I guess other than that, they can just uh, look forward to hearing from me on your podcast again very soon when you buy more shitty books. You'll be back next week. Uh, All right, take this bucket and uh, keep filling it with water and throwing it back into the lake. You can find me on Instagram as at that Avalon, and you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Pod and... If you'd like to send us an email or a spooky story or your manifesto, you can do so at boohahapod at gmail.com. Yeah, I guess I should have mentioned FF the shows on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Check all the socials. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's Except for there. Twitter. Fuck that thing. Twitter is, uh, they're thinking about rolling out a thing where factually inaccurate or deceptive tweets are actually like just highlighted with orange yeah and you know they're not allowing for put for uh political ads so i kind of like what they're starting to do it's troubling to me that twitter is the old like i i in a fit of reactivism i deleted my twitter account and with it six years of solid bronze tweets uh and now it's just it's like I like I, I I got rid of the collection. I can't start a new one. I can't go back. You know, I didn't I didn't deactivate mine. I just quit using it and put some declaration about how toxic I find Twitter now uh, as though I thought people would look at that. And, I know it's and, and, and digest it. But it still exists and I and I, I think I've got a very solid um paper quality level of, of tweets back there. I uh before I deleted mine, I downloaded my Twitter archive just to have like, I'm like, ah, sometimes it's nice to go back and like read through like, what was happening? Uh, and it was on that hard drive that I mentioned earlier. Oh, no. The only thing that I didn't have two copies of. You know what I should have lost was all the stuff I downloaded from MySpace like a year ago. <laughs> I still have my old MySpace blog somewhere. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I was doing. I, I had all my movie reviews and yeah. I was like, ah, oh, there's some good stuff in here. And then I reviewed and now, no, no, there, there is not. Same here, yeah. God, I thought I was funny. Me too. Now I know better. We are incorrect. Yeah. And yet. (laughs) Keep thrashing. And yet. That's why we're drowning now. Help. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This is as above, so below.